Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to tonight's edition of the Cheapest Meal presented by Deep Fried Draft. My name is Brian Bosarge. We've got a special episode for you tonight. Uh, we're going to have a uh, prospect for the 2019 NFL Draft going to come on in just a few seconds. So let's go ahead and uh, let's go ahead and welcome him in right now. He's a starting quarterback for the Rhode Island Rams this past season, past two seasons, and he is a uh, quarterback prospect for the 2019 NFL Draft. He is Jawan Lawson. Jawan, thanks for taking the time to uh, come on my show tonight. Uh, no problem at all. Thank you for uh, having me on. Hey, man. Uh, I'm going to get into later how I uh, came across uh, you earlier this season. But uh, I guess just for for the for the listeners of, of my podcast here, just, just tell us a little bit about your background, you know, paint the picture of uh, how, how you were uh, growing up and everything. I mean, grew up, I mean, normal middle-class family. I mean, dad and mom met in high school, grew up in the same city my parents grew up in. Uh, I mean, I wore the same number as my dad in high school, had the same name, so it was one of those. I tried to pay homage to him. And just, I mean, uh, parents were very strict. Both of them, stern as can be. Uh, I'll never forget. Uh, I got grounded in high school for eight months because my GPA wasn't high enough. So they instilled a certain will that there was a certain level of expectation and standard. And so, just I was raised and rooted in a very tough culture. I mean, I'm half Polynesian, uh, half African American, and on both sides they wanted to make sure I succeeded. And so they pushed me to my limits growing up. Yeah, that's always good to hear. You played uh, high school ball in the Bay Area, had a stellar high school career. Uh, you had offers, uh, it says, from Arizona, Boston College, Cal, and Fresno. Ultimately, you land at New Mexico. Uh, what led you to Albuquerque and head coach Bob Davey? Uh, I'll be the first to say, uh, through the whole recruiting process out of high school, every visit I took, I enjoyed and I had fun. But when I went out to New Mexico, it was a certain feeling I got when I went out there. And I'll never forget, I told my parents, I don't know what it was about Albuquerque, but I, I just loved it when I was out there. And it was just a different feeling that I had when I went out there compared compared to an Arizona or Boston College or Fresno. So went out there, loved it. And, I mean, the guys that were with me that were on my host is kind of what sealed the deal for me for sure. Um, you redshirted your first year there and then played sparingly the next two years. Um, I mean, is it mine to assume that playing time was the main reason you moved on, or was it conflict of interest with the offense and such? Uh, more or less, it was a conflict of interest with the offense. When I was uh, coming up, the what they pitched me on was what Chip Kelly ran at Oregon, being able to throw the ball 25-plus times a game with, with the added element of triple, uh, got there, and that's not what we what we ran. We ran triple probably 60 times a game and threw it maybe six or seven. So it was one of those I kind of have been told by some people around the around the staff that I should probably start looking because they're not looking for a quarterback. They're looking for an athlete who could throw. So it made it – it was a tough decision to leave. I, I love Albuquerque. I love the guys more than anything. But uh, it was more or less I wanted a chance to play quarterback in a true offense and not, not run a triple option. Yeah. 
All right, so you get your degree, and you decide that the best place for you is 2,200 miles away on the East Coast <laughs> in Rhode Island. Why, why, what led you to the Rams? Uh, I had a buddy from high school that played junior college out here, and uh, he was actually he signed with Rhode Island as a middle linebacker. And so when I was transferring, he was like, hey, what about Rhode Island? And when he said it, I was kind of like laughing, like, yeah, Rhode Island. And then as I got later into the process, they were still with me, still with me. They gave me the option to play quarterback in a spread RPO system. And I just got to the point, I was like, they've been a struggling program, but when has that ever deterred me from going there? I mean, New Mexico was bad. And it was one of those, if you could turn around a program like that, it's a better feeling than taking over something that's already been sustained for so long. So it was an opportunity to play great football in the, in CAA with James Madison and company, but it it was a chance to pretty much see where my abilities stacked up in a true offense. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, you put up some good numbers there while you were there, and I'm going to be the first. I'm going to admit something. Yeah, I didn't know anything about you coming into last <laughs> season uh, before the James Madison game. So I, I'm watching the James Madison game for the sole purpose to watch their corner, Jimmy Moreland, who played in the senior yep. bowl. Right out of the gate, I see this Rhode Island quarterback just dropping bombs down the field. So I pause the game. I'm, I'm, I pull up, let's pull up Rhode Island's roster. Who is the quarterback? Is he draft eligible? Do I need to keep looking? And sure enough, you're a senior. So uh, talk to me about that game in general. What, what, uh, what led you to be so successful out there? Well, I mean, one thing that, I mean, I preached to myself and I preached to the guys on my team at the time was, if you're not smiling while you're playing the game, you're playing the wrong way. And so when I went out there to James Madison, it's it's a ruckus crowd. The crowd's crazy. It's a top-flight program at 1AA. I mean, you know what you're getting yourself into. And rather than go out there and be nervous, I went out there, looked around, and kind of smiled. I'm like, this is what you play for. And I, there, and I remember the first play of the game, we ran a sluggo on Jimmy Moreland. And I'll never forget, it was – Thursday before that game, and I looked at my coach, I'm like, let's run slow, go right at him. Let's set the tone early on to kind of say we're here and we're not going to be intimidated. And that's kind of the attitude I had going into that game. And it, it's when you're playing a program like that, it's a lot of fun, and either you rise up to the occasion or you're going to crumble and fall underneath it. Yeah, that for sure. Uh, unfortunately, though, you've dealt with some injuries these last couple of seasons and this season. Uh, t- tell us about that and if there's anything lingering. Yeah, I mean, my junior year, I didn't really deal with anything that hampered me as far as uh, play time. I just got beat out the first half of, half of my junior year and then got the opportunity to play the second half. And then this past year, I actually had a grade three MCL tear in my right knee. Uh, never forget it against Harvard. Uh, I actually scored on the play, so that's the one bright side to it. But I, I got the hit, and I popped right back up, and something didn't feel right, but I was like, ah, I just rubbed some dirt on it. I can jog off the field. And so I <laughs> jogged off. And so I'm on the I'm on the headset talking to my coach and going over the game plan for the next drive, and I'm just still fidgeting with my knee. And uh finally figured out it wasn't right. One of the hardest things ever I ever dealt with. It's actually the hardest for in, a, in the middle of football season. But one thing was my – the team doctor and trainers got me back in 29 days, which is incredible for a complete tear. But I got lucky that it didn't require surgery because it went right down the muscle and not off the bone. So that was a great plus. But as far as the injury, I mean, it's tough now. 
no lingering problems. I mean, I don't even, I forget I have the injury until someone tells me, well, how does your knee feel? And then it kind of pops in my mind, oh, I guess it feels great. I don't think about it anymore. Yeah, no doubt. That, uh, that it was a good good deal that it wasn't, you know, an ACL, it was just an MCL, and you were able to recover. Um, you played in the NFLPA Collegiate Bowl out in Los Angeles. Uh, talk to me about how, how does that invitation process work, and, you know, when, when did you find out that you were going to be able to play in that game? have no clue uh how the invitation process works i just remember uh i got the invite about mid-october and then i finally had got to the game at the pa game and now I, I still had no idea how uh i got the invite and i'm just kind of like man i don't know someone saw something and then i'm in the elevator with actually the game director doug whaley and he was at our harvard game and he was like i saw you play in the first half against harvard and he was like and i saw enough that impressed me that wanted to give you an opportunity to play in this game. And so that's kind of when I found out like how I finally got in, because I'll never forget I got the invitation to the game. My head coach was like, I don't know how you got this. I didn't make a call. He was like, someone made a call for you. That's awesome to hear. Uh, you, in the game itself, you were the only quarterback to throw a touchdown pass in that game. as a low-scoring affair. Talk to me about the game itself and what it was like playing with some of those guys out there. Oh, it was a ton of fun. I mean, one thing I knew, don't go out there and doubt myself. Go out there and play the game I've always played. And that's what I did. I mean, I had a ton of fun. And the thing that made it better was Coach Blake, our quarterback coach, we Rochambeaued for all the reps all week. Who went one, two, and three? Funny enough, I went third in every drill and even the game except for one time all week. I just Rochambeau, rock, paper, scissors, not my game. Found that out. <laughs> and so and so it was one of those like I knew I had the whole third quarter and so it was one of those I wasn't stressing through the whole first half I was just enjoying it I mean became good friends with Jalen and Kyle and so it was easy to go out there and and once once the football is in your hands it's very reassuring and if you don't know what's going on find the open man and throw it to him and so for me I was just out there having fun smiling just playing the game I I know how to play and I've been playing since I was nine all right, so we're into the uh, to the long, slow end of this process here. You know, you they had the NFLPA game. Have you been working with like a any kind of quarterback coach or any kind of training uh, since since the NFLPA game? Yeah, so for all the for all the testing and even just workout, I've been doing it at Power Endurance Training, Reese Jones Drews facility, and having a guy that I've been with, Ken, uh, Nathan Kenyon, for five six years he's doing all that training for me so comfort place for me that I know I'm going to get pushed and then for the quarterback aspect uh same quarterback coach I've had since I was in the eighth grade going on 10 years with him uh Will Hewitt he's based out of San Antonio Texas now but was over in the Bay Area for god six seven years of my training with him so one of those he's evolved big time over the last couple of years. Every time I go back and he's got something new and we're changing something up. So it's been really good. And I was actually just out there with him Sunday through Tuesday in San Antonio. And then he has one of his guys out here that actually plays up in Canada right now. McLeal, uh, McLeal Thompson that I work with uh, like on a daily basis out here. Um. I'm sure you got a pro day coming up. Are you, are you doing it at URI or are you uh, going to work out somewhere else? 
Uh, I'm going to do it at URI actually the 28th of March. I was planning on doing it actually at UC Davis, but uh, they changed the rules this year where it's no longer the 50-mile rule and you have to be within a a metropolitan area. And so my county borders Sacramento, but we're in a considered Bay Area, so I can't participate in that one. So just be Rhode Island. That would have been awesome to be able to work out with Keelan Doss. Yeah. <laughs> that guy can play. <laughs> um, what's some things you you may have heard from scouts or coaches throughout this process that uh, maybe you need to work on, you know, uh, in between now and your pro day? Uh, I mean, the biggest concern people have is uh, the deep ball because we didn't throw it a lot at Rhode Island. That wasn't a part of what we do. And so number one thing I'm gonna, I want to go out there and show is I can throw the moon ball. And then I can throw the deep ball on the line that a safety can't run uh, run under and pretty much snatch out of cover one or two man two man high and just be able to drive stuff vertically. That's the thing that I've been hearing the most. And then they also want to see how my footwork looks in pro style under center stuff because when you're out of gun, how we were 98% of the time, it, they want to know if you have a certain comfort level in a short period of time to be able to transition because everyone knows when you get to the NFL and you get to camp, you don't get a ton of time. You have to be able to do stuff in a short amount of reps. And so that's what they want to see that transition. Uh, Name one opponent that you've gone against these last couple of seasons that you'd rather have as a teammate than an opponent in the NFL. Oh, without, without a doubt, this year, Adderley of Delaware guy is a, a rangy free safety and a sure tackler. Everyone talks about they don't know if he'll come up and hit you. I never saw that guy miss a tackle on film. And so he does what he's supposed to do. He gets the guys down, and he gets them down quick. And then everyone has seen the highlights of his ball hawking skills. And so playing against him, it was something I had to write down on my wristband, find number 23 before every play because he's a guy that moves around and can cover distance better than you than you would think a guy from 1AA can. But he's a real ball hawk. Oh, that's no doubt about it. He he showed out down at the Senior Bowl uh, when I was down when uh when I was there watching that. Um, if the NFL like if you don't find yourself in a camp or you get in a camp and you and you and you don't make the, a fifty three or a ninety or a uh, practice squad, is it is it is it is it kind of comforting knowing that you know there's now one two more leagues that that you you can have an opportunity at the, with the uh, Alliance of American Football and and the uh, XFL next year. Yeah, without a doubt. I mean, I'll be the first to say I very rarely miss a game of the AAF. And so it's great football. And it's one of the things for a guy like me, I played at Rhode Island. So people have concerns if if I can perform against better competition consistently. And so that's a thing that I I do understand that there may be questions and concerns. So if you end up in that league that it's you're still right in the middle of things. You look at guys like Garrett Gilbert right now for Orlando he's putting to bed a lot of questions if he can play. And it's one of those, it gives you an opportunity and it makes you work a little bit harder because even though there's another league, that means there are going to be just as many guys going after those few spots. I've, I've said it many times. That's it's something the NFL definitely needs is a place to develop quarterbacks and offensive linemen, particularly those two positions because in the NFL, it's something that you can see on a weekly basis that is in severe need of developing. And so uh, if, if push comes to shove, definitely I'm glad to uh, 
glad to see, you know, that, that, that opportunity is out there. Oh yeah. I mean, that's for sure. I mean, the more opportunities you have to develop quarterbacks, uh, the better the quarterback play in the NFL will become because it's all about reps. And when guys that haven't gotten a lot of reps start to get reps, that's when the real development takes off. Juwan, uh, tell everybody out, out there listening where we can follow your journey as you go towards the NFL draft. Oh, man. That's a that's a good one. I'll be the first to say I, I hide on social media. Uh, I'm not a big camera person, which is which is funny because I play a quarterback and you would think you're used to it, but even my own family back here, I'll show up at a, a birthday party. Where have you been? Hey, I just fly under the radar. I just try to do what I have to do and kind of just get to it. But one thing's for sure, I mean, there's no, no doubt about it. I know right now the next 21 days is going to be the real grinding session right before pro day. And I'm comfortable. I'm confident where I'm at. And it's an exciting time for me. It's, it was a dream when I was a kid, and now it's an opportunity to turn a dream into reality. So it's all on me at this point, and I'm just going to enjoy it and have fun. Juwan, I know I, I enjoyed watching you play this season, and I'm going to enjoy watching uh, watching and see if your name gets called uh, – between April 26th and 28th and uh, I'll be in touch and uh, keep, keep track, see how you do at the pro day. And uh, like I said, I'm pulling for you. I uh, appreciate it. And I'll, uh thank you for this uh, opportunity. Also, it was great. And I uh, definitely listen to your podcast all the time. Hey, John, thanks a lot, man. We'll talk to you soon. All right. Thank you. Uh, have a good one. That was Jawan Lawson, the quarterback for Rhode Island 2019 NFL draft prospect. Great guy, great football player. Uh, hope to see him get a shot at the National Football League. But as we talked about, if, if that opportunity does not present itself uh, this season, uh, I think he'll definitely get a shot in the uh, Alliance of American Football or the XFL uh, next year. He's a, a quality football player. Um, so... And like I said, he sounds like he's even more of a quality person. So that's going to do it for tonight's edition of The Cheapest Meal. As always, you can follow me on Twitter at Deep Fried Draft. Find me on uh, all my work at deepfrieddraft.com. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Until next time.